Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it is what it is. We are the Man Fuse Podcast. Kay Lee, audio producer, host here, my co-host. This dude is a real estate money-making motherfucker. <laughs> I'm doing my best, That's dude. Ben H. So today on the Man Fuse Podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about real estate. We're going to talk about being a protege and maybe some of the things that you want to consider when trying to build a relationship with somebody who is where you want to be, especially if you're starting from a cold contact. We never talk about real estate on this show, but this market we're in right now is like nothing I've ever seen, dude. It's very difficult market. Got to stay out there. So you got to keep moving. So a little backstory. Ben and I met at a um, networking event that was being held. We had mutual friends. Right. We had mu- mutual acquaintances, and I was introduced. I remember the moment we locked uh, eyes, Ben H. Oh, yeah. The club was dark. Hey, this Destiny is my buddy Ben. Hand. And it was like, shook hands, and we started talking, and we, and we swapped numbers. It was just fireworks from there. It was like a, a fairy tale. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but when Ben and I met, we were both you know, in the business of real estate. And that friendship matured and we're attacking deals together. That's right. We were working on some very big deals in 08 when the market took a shit and the housing bubble popped. No one was giving out loans and Ben and I both, while the friendship remained, we kind of both ditched real estate at that moment. I think you went off to do something and I went off to do something. It was a pivotal time in my life because I was in the development business really is what I was doing. Um, is yeah. I was working with a development company trying to help them develop property. And then when I wasn't doing that, I was out with you looking for development property. And when the, when the decline occurred, uh, all of that hit the brakes, man. So, and your dad had a property in Henry County. I- yeah. We were working on a lot of different things, man. And, uh, and it just, it all stopped. Your shirt's bumping that. It all stopped all of a sudden. And, um, and so, yeah, I switched gears. I did a lot of different things, but moved to Colorado. You know, it was a great time in my life, to be completely honest with you, man. Looking back on it, I ended up staying in the game really throughout. The reason I bring this up is when I got my real estate license, I was still a body piercer, but I owned right. half of Psycho Tattoo in Sandy Springs. And be like, God, that's such a crazy, yeah. like to have your hands like, you know, but I'm like, I'm not going to be a body piercer forever. Right. And I figured the reason for getting my license is because I was, you know, I've been reading books like finance and self-help books almost all my life. And it's like, I wanted to have more than what being a body piercer, even though at the time I was crushing it for yeah. my age, I wasn't going to do that That's right. at 40 years old, which if I worked there now, I wouldn't be making as much money as I did then because the trend, you know, it's leveled out. You know, there are kids, you know, get turning 18 every day that probably want something done, but it's not shocking anymore. No, it's, and it's like, okay, people have had that and taken it out and it's more shops. 
the money. What? So my prediction in riding that wave was accurate because when I got out of actually piercing, yeah, that's when the decline it started to level out. I got my real estate license and I was like, well, I'm just going to help my friends whom you know are coming of age and who are going to buy their first right. home. I'll help them. I'll get a little commission, you know. And when I buy property for myself. I could get access to the commission that was being offered That's from right. the selling side. So, which was my reason. But then when I stopped working as a body piercer, then I needed to pay bills. And so I'm like, well, now I've already been doing this a little bit. Now I'm going to start ramping stuff up. That's right. But I will tell you, while I loved a good portion mm-hmm. of working a real estate business, because I am a extrovert of sort. Right. I am self-propelled. I am pretty fearless. And if I do feel the fear, I go and I fucking do it anyway right. until it feels good. Until I crave it, which is I think that's what anybody needs to do when they fear something. Unless it's something they really should be fearful like. Like a rattlesnake. Yeah, but without being a complete fucking idiot, like yeah. jumping off of a bridge with no parachute, right. obviously. Absolutely. You should be fearful of something like that. But I'm talking about simple things like public speaking or yeah. speaking in public or cold contacting. Sure. Or those things sometimes for some people, especially to an introvert, are like the worst yeah. things that they could do. Little do they know, there's nothing on that the other side of fear, except that the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And then before you know it, you'll almost crave it. Yeah, most of the time, you're afraid of a boogeyman that you're creating. And, you know, as it pertains to business, you're usually going to win doing things that scare you. Absolutely. And this is what I'm kind of getting at. But what I did love about the real estate was that cold contact, which most people will not do. It's the hardest thing, whether that be on the phone or driving up someone's long ass driveway. That's not your neighborhood and getting out of your car and walking up to the front door and ringing the doorbell. And absolutely. Hi, how are you? You know, this is who I am and this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Sometimes they're like, get the fuck off my property. Sometimes they're like, come in and have a shot. The people that you come across and the people that you meet out there in the sales business. And the more people you talk to, the better you're going to do. The more you get to know people, you just have the craziest connections. The craziest things happen. Everything that you want to happen happens when you get out and start talking to people. Absolutely. If you set your goals and you set your life up and you you set everything that you want in your future, and then you put yourself in a position like a career path, let's say, whereas if you do well, you will be able to supply that life for yourself. I mean, something that has you know, a $100,000 salary, you're never going to be able to afford a $4 million house on $100,000 salary, no matter how bad you want it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just not going to happen. But if you put yourself in a position to where, hey, if I kick ass here, I'm going to be able to do everything I want to do in my life. And by the way, here are all the things that I want to do. I've got it all listed out. I read it every night. I read it every morning. This is my focus, what I'm going to do in my life. The only thing between you and whatever that is 2,000 contacts. Yeah, you've said that before, and, and I well, agree Well, Dan Pena that. said it. Yeah. Dan Pena said, everything you want's on the other side of 2,000 cold contacts. And it's the truth, and that's going to trigger a lot of people. A lot of people hate that shit, and they hate hearing that. But it's the truth. 
is I don't like getting marketing calls any more than anybody else. I don't like getting blown up by a thousand people, but dude, there's a reason why people are doing it. And the reason is because it works. So I think to position yourself in a way to help people and then be really good at whatever it is that you do that does help people right. and then go out and tell as many people about it as possible. Yeah. I mean, the worst they can say is no. Everybody needs a place to live. Everybody needs multiple different types of insurance. Everybody has to eat. Everybody needs a car. Right. Everybody needs, you know, there are basic things that every single human being in our society needs. Yeah. And 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 it's an exchange of value. So they're going to trade money for that service. So they're going to trade money for that product. And you don't have to want the $4 million house. A lot of people might think that's way too much. It's way too excessive even if I had the income. But it's whatever you want. Don't set it up to where it doesn't make sense. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. Don't be like, oh, I'm going to go buy a freaking Bugatti, which is a $5 million car. Okay. And like, that's what I want. I'm going to buy a Bugatti. It's going to happen within five years. And you know, your career path is you, you work a great job and you have a salary that there's no way you're ever going to be able to buy you probably a $5 million dollar car. Right. I mean, you know, and it doesn't even have to be about money either. You know, it's like experiences. Um, that's right. People you want to spend time with. It's really about time. You know, if you think about it, we trade our time for money, but we spend the money on time. So it's really all about the allocation of time. How do you want to spend your time? That's really the most important yeah. question. How do I want to spend my time? Do you time? want to show up for a job every day where you're trading time for money, like on that you know employee scale of things? Well, most people do, and yeah. they're and they're lucky to have the great job that they have with benefits and with all these things that that help them provide for their family. And you if know they don't, mean? and if they're not working on something else to get them out of that employee some would call it the, yeah. the rat race that's where they're probably going to be and some people are completely fine with that some well, people, yeah they just want to keep their job and they've well, got their saving like, things set up and you know some people want to be part of a team they don't want to be absolutely the leader of the pack absolutely. they want they want to be an integral part of making that machine work and that is fulfilling to them and that's awesome so that was one of the great things i really liked about real estate one of the bad things, which I know in watching you over the last two months, yeah, and that's why I kind of got off the fact of dealing with the end user and I started, and you and I were doing it together, right. we were working on more towards the builders and the developers, mm -hmm. and then they would build or redevelop and then sell to the end user. That's right. But having to deal with buyers and going around and showing them home after home, right. week after week. Yeah. It's not good enough. It's this, it's that, and it's this. I mean, I've had to fire people. I've been like, you know what? I have just spun my wheels for weeks, and your bitch-ass mom that's yeah. going to live with you <laughs> isn't happy with any home that we've looked at. Yeah. Fuck you, you're fired. Yeah. And, and that's and, not probably the attitude to have, but I well, just... I prefer, if we're talking about like regular day-to-day -day retail real estate, I definitely prefer to be on the seller side. I prefer to work with sellers. I don't work with buyers very often. I will typically refer them to a referral partner unless it's like something that has come directly to me as a referral from someone else or something like that. I have a good relationship with them or something like that, you know? But yeah, dude, I mean, it, it is definitely, um, you know, it, it wears on you and... The thing about it is that nobody 
feels bad for you. And I don't need anybody to feel bad for you, but I'm just saying there's absolutely no sympathy. You know what I'm saying? For people that are out there doing their thing. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, boo-hoo, bro, figure it out. You know what I'm saying? You want to exist outside of the job pool. You want to exist out there on the edge. You want to exist out there in the entrepreneurial world, bro. Nobody gives a flying shit about your uh, alligator tears. You know what I'm saying? They just don't. And hey, I completely get it. It's interesting because show me your friends and I'll show you your future, right? Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. That's something that I've really had to analyze in my life because hate never comes from the top down comes from the bottom up. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's where, the I try That's to where shots are fired. Number one, I look at success and I go, wow, thank God, because that means I can do it too. That's I, amazing. I'm not- Hell yeah. I'm, I'm never from the jealous, like, I want what That's he's got. I evidence want, uh, yeah, of the fact that it's possible. If, you know I, what I'm I see it as if they can do it, so can I. Yeah. And especially if I get to even get close enough to that vision of success in someone's life, I'm not jealous. I'm more inspired yeah. and I'm asking questions because I'm like, I'm pretty confident while I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed and I might, from a book perspective, I might fail in comparison to right. some, but I am street smart and I am... I'm good at building relationships. I'm good at being the protege. I'm good at going, hey... Teach me, I am moldable and teachable. And you got a silky voice. And I have a voice that I can bring it down to a light whisper. <laughs> but no, dude, I mean, it's true. I mean, like, I try to constantly surround myself with people that are incredibly way more successful Absolutely. than me. You know, and what I notice is that those people ain't never hating. No, and they want to share. On nobody. And if they know that you have good intentions by being around them... And they don't feel like you're trying to steal or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, a lot of really highly successful people. People got to know if you're dealing with somebody who's incredibly, incredibly successful, they have their fucking, their radar is more badass. Oh, yeah. Their radar is just as badass as their, as their success. Well, yeah, because they've had to experience on their way up oh, or, yeah. or while at the top, People that come into their paths or lives that are that have bad intentions. Absolutely. If you're surrounding yourself with people that are bringing you down, that are bringing your mood down, that are bringing your level of excitement down, that are putting down ideas that you have, that are doubting you, you know what I'm saying? If you're around people that don't... Dude, get those people out of your life, bro. Get away because... You might think that just because, you know, you make uh, a couple hundred grand and they make 80 grand that their negativity doesn't affect you. The people you know the closest, the people that know you the best, their words are like they, they can be like they can be like bombs, like poison. Yeah, I mean like bullets. They can kill a fucking great idea. Or a dream. Or a dream. Faster than you can even. Faster than anything, dude. You can go into a conversation with maybe your best friend or your significant other or something like that with a phenomenal idea and they say something against it. And bro, that, that idea is gone. It's, it's just fucking to never resurface again. The truth is. I like that though. I like that because to me that's fuel. I say agree. I can't. I agree. Say say I can't, and I'll be like, 
Okay, motherfucker, I'll show you. And I've done it before. Yeah. I've done it before, and I'm do it again. I, I, dude, I, I completely agree with you, and that's then that's a level of awareness that most people don't have. Right. You know and, what I'm saying? Right, right. Most people don't have the awareness to be like, oh, I'm putting that, I'm writing that down. Right. And whenever I achieve what the fuck I achieve, I'll make sure that you know about it. Well, I won't even have to tell you. They'll just see it. You're, I know you're going to see it. Because they're going to ask, what the hell is going on? Oh, you remember that exactly. idea? Remember what I told you? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Whew. Yeah, there it it's is. It's been fucking great. There it is. But yeah, so chasing around buyers was it was never, and dealing with the end user. Well, is, is, the, way it, I, the way I look at it, bro, is like, okay, so like I'm in the game to help people. You know what I'm saying? Got it. No, and I, I, and, I and and these people these people need help. Now, can I help everybody? No, I can't help everybody. You know what I mean? I, I just can't. And and I have to have my own standards, and I have to know when to say when, and I have to know when to bring one of my buyer's agents in and say, "Hey, guys, um, you know, I'm not available this weekend. This person's going to be showing you property this weekend," and that's that's a soft handoff. You know yeah. what I mean? And and the people that work with me are incredible. Right. Right. I mean, but but ultimately, um, I've got to know when to do those things because what happens is when someone's when someone trails you out over weeks and weeks and weeks, you're losing time with your family. You're losing time that you could be on the phone finding other people that need help. You're losing time that you could be working on your business. You're losing time that you could be working on yourself. You're losing all this time. You have to be able to analyze that situation. Hand this off softly. Let someone else spend the time. I'll just, I won't get as much money. And if you're not at the closing table, yeah. there's no money. Yeah, I've got three buyer's agents, man, that are fantastic that I will just split a deal with them. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I pay healthy half. Healthy um, half. A healthy half. Keeps people doing a great job. You know, if you're trying to hand somebody a quarter, you think they care? I mean, you think they're getting ready to go through all that traffic and all that time and all that effort and all that negotiation and all those things for a mm. quarter yeah. of the deal? Negative. So yeah. That's nice of you. But on the seller side, on the listing side, love that. Yeah, because you're just setting I up love shop. that. You're putting it on the market, you're putting a sign in the yard, and you're letting everybody come to you. What I've been doing recently, too, is I've been finding loopholes and zoning codes for land uses Whereas I can go into maybe an agricultural land use and get residential lots without having to rezone, walking it through that process and then bringing a property with a land disturbance permit on it to a developer builder to partner with. That's an LDP. That's what Chris Tuff was talking about, like stealing a base. Like in real estate, you can list one house and sell one house. Or you could do what I'm talking about. You could go find a property where the seller will work with you because because they want their property to be worth more money as well. You can go through that process, mm -hmm. increase the value of the property 50 to 100%, find a developer builder that wants to partner with you, sell it to them. You're going to make money there. Then part of the stipulation of the sale is that you're going to be the marketing and sales arm for the entire community. So there you just took one sale and turned it into, let's say, 10, 20, 30, however big the community is going to be. I really am excited about a lot of things like that. I got a number of things like that going on right now that are off the radar. They're off the market. They're out of the eye of what anyone can see. And I really enjoy that a lot. It feels good to um, 
to work in the real estate business and to um, people literally tell me like, you are the best real estate person that we have ever fucking seen. It's not even close. And that makes me feel good because another thing that we talked about, with I lead with my heart. Mm -hmm. So when I'm leading with my heart, that means that I'm really into what it is that you're trying to do. Right. I'm trying I'm to linking my success to yours. Right. And you're trying to find them the home of their dreams. You're trying to find them the property that works with their life, their family. And that's a big deal. Home buying for anybody. I don't care how much money you got. Yeah. It's a big deal. From the selling side, it's even better because you literally get to see someone go from the current life that they're in. And most of the time when somebody's selling, they're upsizing, they're downsizing, someone left for school and they're going to be empty nesters or they're beginning a family. They just had a baby. And, you know, so you get to, you get to be a part of that whole transition in their life, which is killer. It's so funny how we were talking about really wealthy people uh -huh. and how they have a radar. Uh -huh. So one of my really wealthy clients and friends that I do a lot of stuff with, right? Just bought an office building and I've got a painter that I do a lot of stuff with and I've introduced them. And like literally in the last 30 to 60 days, this guy's probably done like, I don't know, 70 or 80 grand to work with this painter. We need the windows that the building looked at and he just sent us a quote. And the quote is beyond, he doesn't know that we have other quotes. His quote is like way beyond where the other ones came in. So he goes, I think he knows I have a lot of money. A couple of the things I had him do at my home came in rather expensive. Don't have him do the windows. So he's done. The guy's fired. Sometimes you get what you pay for. I mean, there is that aspect. If you got somebody that has a lot of stuff that needs to be done, give them a discount and do an incredible job. Because you will get more in the land. Because let me tell you something. It, that'll be a relationship. Will provide fruit for years. And and maybe it'll be at half what you would charge someone else who's just doing but it's one consistent job work. You. But it's consistent but work. But it might be five or six jobs a year or something. And then referrals to... Et cetera, et cetera. And then you give them a special good deal. And you say, listen, because you do so much with me, I'm really going to do it. Just so you know, I, I don't really do this for other people. So, you know, yeah. but please send me people. And they go, you know what? You do such a great job. I'll definitely send you people. And then you're getting a high baller clientele, all that stuff. Or it, when it's over, it's done. You got to tread carefully. I say it's a game, but it's, you've got to be self-aware enough to know when you're being too pushy, when you're. You know, if you're trying to be a protege of somebody that's in a higher position and you're trying to build that relationship with somebody who is maybe where you want to be, who's yeah. very successful, who's very wary of, you know, is this guy trying to use me, pull something over on me, take advantage of me? You've got to prove yourself. That's right. They've got to know that your intentions are good. That's and right. it might take months. It might take years to win that win their trust to where they let you in. That's right. And where they share. Yep. It might be business or it might just be information and might just be knowledge, which a lot of times is worth more than any money you could get from them if you use it. So yeah, this would be a good time. If you ever have any questions real estate related, or it doesn't even have to be real estate related, but that's the subject that we're on at the moment, and you want advice from Ben H. 
Hit us up at manfuse.com, call our number, send us a text, leave a voicemail, 770-744-5227. Thanks for listening.